Hello and welcome to the Angelist India Radio. Through these conversations, we're taking you inside the minds of great investors, experienced founders and talented experts. Angelist India pioneered new concepts in startup fundraising and investing for India. You can find out more about us on angel.co/india. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. This is Kashish Sharma, your host for today's episode of Angelus India Radio, and with me today I have Harpreet Singh Grover, co-founder and CEO of CoCubes, an absolute delight to have you aboard Harpreet. Hey, thank you Kashish. I think you mean co-founder and ex-CEO. You know, and this is something okay. I keep <laughs> I keep telling uh you know people in the company also ke one reason we write founders is ke founder to hamesha rehta hi hai ceo to badalte rehte hain <laughs> very true very true my bad awesome harpreet you were the co-founder of cocubes ran it for 12 years before seeing its successful exit to aon hewitt and now an active angel investor and a venture partner with first check um this could have sufficed as an introduction but you're also a recently published author of let's build a company startup story minus the bullshit i absolutely love the tagline uh everyone has given amazing reviews i loved the book when i read it i'm curious how how long was the writing process uh yeah the so i'm saying we didn't want to write the book actually in the sense of you know when somebody asked us to write the somebody said ki book likh lo and we said yaar humne flipkart to banayi nahi hai so you know why write the book uh but then you know the feedback that came was look when somebody reads the flipkart book you know they don't really say i'm going to build a flipkart right uh right. so you but you know you have worked hard you've got a decent exit and you made money for everybody involved so go ahead and write the book and that made sense and you know we think yeah. built a larger company we had not made the mistakes that we made yeah so which was the reason for writing the book once we were convinced on writing the book it took about 6 weeks to write the book hmm which is got it which i think is fast yeah but right so this ended last october and it we released actually this october because you know uh, there are reviews that happen and then covid hit and all of that so the book writing took 6 weeks but the process took a year right and of course 12 years of of a long journey for yeah. all of this to come together that is true yeah <laughs> not an overnight success uh harpreet for our audience which might not be aware can you please elaborate on cocubes and the vision that that you had for the company when you started earlier no absolutely so uh, yeah the name cocubes comes from the first two letters of three words uh, co uh, cross co cross co from connecting colleges and companies uh, becomes cocubes.com uh, you know when we started the company the whole idea was we were in id bombay so many companies came to hire but there were 34000 colleges in india and uh, most of them in tier 2 tier 3 cities and no employers went there so could we bring all these colleges online could we you know provide a better opportunity for uh, graduating people and you know could we help companies hire faster and easier you know that was the broad vision that we started with that can we impact careers for you know let's say 10 million kids in india each year and then could we take it forward right makes sense and i mean just a personal anecdote here but back in 2015 i was in the fourth year of my engineering college at pit velour and i remember the only placement exam i sat for had a cocubes assessment test that I, that i had to give which company was uh it? i i don't know i think it it was one of those cogn infosys cognizant companies yeah cognizant i yeah. guess yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So that was that was quite the experience. Uh, but coming back, I mean, uh, in in the book, you've dedicated an entire chapter to the importance of the market, and have mentioned of instances where it was difficult to justify the HR tech space to the investors back in two thousand seven. And as a founder, so passionately working towards building a large business, what were, were there times where you actually felt that maybe the market is not deep enough for CoCubes to become a venture fundable business? So look, eventually we actually sold the business because we thought the market wasn't deep enough. You know, like I'm just saying mm-hmm. that because the market wasn't deep enough is one big reason for selling the business as well. You know, along with saying we had been running it for 10 years, you know, we maybe felt a little tired. I felt a little tired. Actually, Vibor was raring to still go. He again started one bank. Uh, but, yeah. but, you know, coming back, if you see when we started the company, at least, you know, when I was young, 23 years old, uh, we started this. We started CoQs because we felt passionate about the idea. After starting, we understood, "Are ye tech hai, are ye HR tech hai." Nobody wanted to fund it, you know, for the longest time. You know, it took us more time to realize that, you know, there is lack of market uh, in this particular segment. So, if you ask me, I I think if you can be a little more careful about market depth when you start the company, I think that is great. Uh, you know, at the very least, you can be honest and you might not need VC capital and you might build a profitable company from the start. And at the end of 10 years or eight years, you might just own the full company you know, rather than owning 40, 50 percent of it like we did, because we ended up raising VC capital and realizing the market wasn't deep enough. At the same time, because we were doing something that we were passionate about, we could do it for 10 years. You know, when things actually went bad, which they did, you know, we actually could, you know, put our feet in the ground and actually do it because we still believed in the vision. Uh, so that's the good and bad about you know market and being passionate and how to choose that in my mind. One example that comes to my mind is you know I met I went to uh, meet Ganesh uh, Ganesh K right and I was telling him about the company and you know he mentioned this very nice anecdote to me. He said, look, a company is like a seed, and hmm. you know jab tum usko, idea is like a seed. Jab when you put it in the ground, usme se jungle bhi nikal sakta hai, aur usme se chota pauda bhi nikal sakta hai. You know, so the investor invests in you because they believe it will make a jungle. A jungle can only be made if you have market depth. Uh, okay. You know, otherwise it will be a small pauda, no matter what you do. I actually did a tweet, tweet today on saying any B2B founders out there, go sell abroad. Don't sell in India. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just not worth your time. Right. Yeah. Having done that before, it's not the easiest thing to do. Uh, and I love how in the book, you've actually taken straight off accounts of the conversations you had. For example, the conversations you had with Hitesh Oberoi of, of Nokri.com, right? Uh, of trying to understand what the early, uh, just, I mean, what the early feedback of the market was. Uh, and yet it didn't, I mean, I'm pretty sure it must have deterred you then. But then in the grand scheme of things, you still kept on persisting, which was quite awesome. But one one topic I really want to snatch from the chapter that you wrote, which was the things about market is that they change. Can you elaborate on that, please? I'm saying look at, you know, look at now versus 2015. In 2015, you know, we weren't sure if EdTech would ever take off in India. Uh, And you see now, for example, if we were still running CoCubes, a coding test or teaching coding was one part of our business. Now we see billion dollar businesses being built only in that segment. You know, we charge for assessments, you know, and we could only charge, let's say, $20 per person. And if we had moved into learning, which we could have moved 
once we were sure internet bandwidth was ready people were willing to learn online we could have charged maybe you know 200 dollars per person and that would have tremendously you know changed everything we did so i i think i actually sold the company at the absolute cusp of cusp of when the market changed you know if you actually right. also look at the kashish after we sold the company b2b also became fancy for the long exactly. for the longest time from 2005 to 2015 b2c was fancy you know and now b2b is fancy uh and investors want to invest in b2b because there's annual retention and so many other positive things which are already there but the depth of yeah. market has increased now because fresh desk and so many other companies have proven that you can build a b2b company from india correct no makes makes sense um your journey has been graced by many friends and mentors what's an interesting anecdote that you can share with our audience where a sage advice helped you immensely so let me actually share two uh, one where i did not listen to it and i'm happy for that and one where i did listen you know one was when i spoke to ceo of an existing assessment company that we were doing online assessments and the person would already built and sold his company said to me yaar colleges don't have enough internet and computers right your mm-hmm. company won't work and you know what and we didn't listen to the advice because we were on the ground and we knew colleges had internet and computers there were no mobiles and 4g but colleges had internet and computers so an online assessment business could be built right but the person because he was very experienced he was now a little moved away from business and he was not doing sales on the ground you know he didn't know it so that was one place where i got advice but you know we rejected it for good so you know I, the reason i am saying this is because a lot of experts including if somebody was to come to me and say can you talk about edtech you know and i might have five good points but i might also have one point which might not make sense in today's world so you know it is always good for the entrepreneur to think for themselves uh the other anecdote which i remember and i that anecdote actually saved our company um, was there was a time in our company when we couldn't we had a term sheet of raising 5 million dollars from a fund which manages 2 billion uh, and you know that transaction couldn't get completed uh, we were burning about a crore crore and a half in those months we didn't have any more money in the bank right and the only way now was to let go of people so we let go of people you know actually we did it a little later than we should have but that's story for another time we actually were around 120 130 people we came down to 40 people uh we had a fancy office of 7000 square feet and we had to move to an office which was 700 square feet and you know when all of this is happening there's a lot of confusion in your mind uh half the confusion is stemming from you know emotional trauma uh of of you know that you were almost successful you were 30 and the 30 yeah. in business world you were on the front of ink magazine and all of that and suddenly why is this happening to me everything was going well you know and then you can't think clearly and and i remember we were and i thinking whether we will survive this or not and what we should do and our mind going in thousands of directions and you know this is when tvg uh krishnamurthy i got in got in introduced to him through ojas ventures uh and you know i took his advice on and off uh he actually introduced him to bhavesh adola he's now on the board of ola and he advises multiple startups you know i was on a conversation with him and he said harpreet you know stop thinking about all this i believe you and vibhor are good entrepreneurs you have spent 5 years building this company so far i'm sure you have built something good forget everything else the next few months just prevent asset erosion and that advice right. stuck in my head prevent asset erosion 
ऑफ़ Right. What advice? Yeah, makes sense. And of course, in the book, you've emphasized a lot on the importance of building a solid company culture, and you have shared a lot of vulnerable accounts of the dynamics between you and Vibor, and and the other early founding team as well. Um, there's this interesting line that you mention where you say that the company culture is bound to dilute. as you add more employees can you please elaborate on that ha uh, i think yeah uh, this is very interesting i didn't understand this when we were running the company you know because you love hiring because hiring se company badi hoti hai aap kisi shaadi mein jaate ho you know then the first question a relative mm-hmm. if your parents introduce the relative will ask is how big is your company how many people work in your company yeah so true. and as indians we are like tcs has 1000 employees you know i want to build a large company a large company means more people uh so the thing is that hiring dilutes culture that's the summary of it that you have built a culture uh, and you know we could go into a little bit detail about culture is but i'm think in short culture is how people behave in your organization yeah now we have built some culture you have set norms and values of how people behave if you hire more people they don't know how to behave right now if you're you have found product market fit you were 50 people and now suddenly you want to go to 200 so for one every old person you have three new people who don't know how to behave who don't know the culture and hence right. hiring dilutes culture this is when most mistakes happen i know of so many companies who have found product market fit and then lost the entire plot the entire capital raised in subsequent hiring and firing right uh hmm. so having a good culture sustaining it through as you hire more and more people uh i think is critical to a company doing well and it's not given its due importance and you know right. it be, because nobody talks about it and you know the other part is that your company is going to have a culture no matter what the only question hmm. you need to answer as an entrepreneur hmm. is do i want to create it consciously Tell me what was the one thing amongst many important facets of an entrepreneur's journey that you felt isn't being addressed enough in the ecosystem right now? Uh yeah uh, if you ask me the, the multiple things actually but if you was to pick one I would say personal life isn't addressed you know nobody talks about it. Hmm. Uh nobody talks about how hard it is for entrepreneurs both who do well and both who don't do well. yeah uh, we look at yeah. saying this company has raised 50 million dollars and we think oh boss this is great for them you know but inside the company mm. the board is taking all the calls founder is diluted to 10% you know he is unable to make the decisions they want to make the board is looking to replace him right this is never addressed i never see it i never see people talking about it uh you know you see that this person is successful doing well you know but at the same time there the person's wife is unhappy the person parents are unhappy you know the person built a large company but they found out they never saw their children grow up right all of this isn't addressed and you know time passes by and you and for people both successful and unsuccessful you look back and think hey we could have done these things differently and even then people aren't writing much about it so 
and i what i wanted to the message i wanted to give was that this is the case with everybody if you are in a situation which is personally hard pick up the phone and talk to people you trust find someone to talk to you know because it can be addressed and you know you are definitely not alone in feeling that way with the ecosystem just running at such a fast pace right now do you think finding the work life balance has gotten worse or has it slightly improved than what it was before यार लास्ट एक साल थे ना मैं कुछ कर नहीं रहा हूँ टाइम पास कर रहा हूँ किताब लिख रहा हूँ यू नो डूइंग अदर स्टफ या आई रियलाइज इवन आफ्टर दैट द अमाउंट ऑफ टाइम आई स्पेंड विद माय डॉटर इज ओनली टू टू एंड हाफ आवर्स अ डे नॉट मोर देन दैट एक्चुअली मतलब आई एम जस्ट सेइंग क्वालिटी टाइम में भी दो घंटे होगा रेस्ट इज सम डिनर लंच ए बी सी डी एक्स वाई जी सो इफ यू कैन स्पेंड टू आवर्स ऑफ क्वालिटी टाइम विद योर फैमिली एवरी डे इफ फॉर दोज टू आवर्स यू कैन कीप योर फोन डाउन इफ यू हैव द माइंडफुलनेस टू नॉट थिंक अबाउट वर्क फॉर दोज टू आवर्स yeah uh then i yeah. think work life balance doesn't suffer that you can still do a lot of work mm-hmm. and also have a healthy personal life the thing is about not looking at your phone while you're having family dinner or you know taking off a off a sunday to go on a small trip All right and even forget the family you know that comes later uh, if i was to if if you know an entrepreneur was to ask me what is the one thing that i can do to ensure that my company done does well i would say yaar go across and ensure you exercise every day for 30 minutes you know i'm saying right. you know, go run for 30 minutes and why i'm saying running over anything else is because running doesn't need anything aap kisi bhi shehar mein kar sakte ho kisi bhi jagah kar sakte ho you do not need any partner you have no excuse so if you can take bath every day you know why don't you go and run as well 30 minutes i i can guarantee it will change your life right I think you did mention that there was a moment when you thought that if I keep myself fit I can keep the company fit. So you started paying attention to a lot of uh, just exercising and and keeping No absolutely yeah. And I have seen this journey with multiple founders. I've seen this journey personally of being a thin boy graduating from college taking VC money, starting to drink beer, eating chicken, having fish, having good food, <laughs> going on late night parties, hmm. working late, waking up early, taking flights and putting on weight. all of this right. is correlated and i as i was putting on weight yeah we were also hiring people the company was also getting fat right i suddenly i somehow got in my head yeah. that if i get thin my company will also become thin lean and mean you know thankfully for us yeah. it ended up working out that way i i got thin the company got better yeah. and you know it was just psychologically very very nice the indian ecosystem definitely needs more exits and liquidity we have had some interesting acquisitions uh, that have been game changing for example flipkarts by walmart or as we record the session there are talks between tata company acquiring big basket as a founder who's been through the cycle yourself what are some key learnings that you want to highlight for entrepreneurs on this journey right now something that they should probably take a note of or definitely keep somewhere in the back of their mind uh, yeah i Hmm. we sold cocubes once we tried to sell it twice okay the reason i say it is that right. when we were not doing well as a company when we were bleeding cash you know when things were not going our way i actually used the last reserve of money in our bank to go and try and sell cocubes to somebody i met all the job board i met all the hr companies hmm. nobody wanted to buy you know we went and said we have this great culture we have this great team and we have these customers you know and so and so so and so so do you want to buy the offers we got were half a million dollars of cash you know which was nothing we had raised 2 million dollars right abcd so we didn't sell when the company actually got sold it got sold because we had an incoming interest so the summary of the lesson is companies are bought they are not sold 
right? And I think that is critical. This is the only way you can get the terms that you want. Otherwise, you will always be saying, and now I have no other option because I've gotten into this. So, you know, we were very clear when we st- our, our discussion took two and a half years from the first discussion to the actual money coming in the bank. That is a long time. And, you know, I'm just saying a lot of journeys take a long time. The thing that we are super focused on was that no matter how our conversation grow, goes, we will ensure our company is growing profitably all the time and at the pace that we want. Because we focused on that, we were able to take the terms that we wanted to in the deal. You know, right. the yeah. past experiences of not having raised, you know, having lost the VC round, all of those came together in this final two and a half years when we were negotiating. You know, actually, if you ask me, we were we were acquired by a thirty yeah. billion dollar global giant who checked each and every invoice, each and every contract, each and every thread of money, each and every employee agreement. So, you know, I think I realized was, was right. next time company yeah. now, to pre-revenue bech do kisi fast scaling startup ko. Flush, flush with cash. <laughs> you mentioned yeah. this, yeah. Seriously, man. If, if, yeah, if, if there's not much, then then there's not a lot uh, to do due diligence of. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Unfortunately, Harpreet, we're strapped for time now. But um, having read your book, I just feel I know so much about you, the journey, the team that you built, and generally the legacy that you have built with GoQ. Thanks a ton for penning all of that down in the book. You know, we at Angelus strongly recommend anyone thinking about starting up to read the book it's a stellar account of your journey in a very candid and authentic fashion that that just makes it special so thanks a ton harpreet taking your time out and coming yeah, on this podcast thank you for hosting me man